Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. All right, uh, we are getting ready for the start of Week 10 in the NFL, Bears and Panthers tonight. We're your home for Bears football. You're going to catch all the action right here, starting with the local pregame show with Waddle and Sylvie from 3 to 5. They're going to be live at Soldier today. Remember to come hang with us tomorrow. So we are wrapping the week tomorrow. We'll break down Bears-Panthers, get you set for the rest of uh, the weekend in football. Plus, we got another round of in-season Tournament games in the NBA tomorrow night, York. You were very passionate oh, about that last Friday. Oh, I can't fire wait. that up again tomorrow. But you can come hang with us. So exciting at ninety three Octane Brewery. That's uh, part of the Pride Stores, and we're going to be at the one in St. Charles. That's where the ninety three Octane Brewery is located. All their great beer is there, and you can drink some of that. But we also have a new Remus pick. Remus is delicious uh, whiskey, bourbons, rye. They have some really good stuff. Their fall release every year is outstanding. But we did a single barrel pick. Uh, of, with, uh, of Remus with the Pride Stores folks. Right. It's MGP juice. It's delicious. Oh, love the juice. And we'll be sampling that. The Master Distiller is going to be in town when the show's over. We're going to do a little tasting with them. That'll be fun. So you can stick oh, around that for that exciting. at about 2.30 tomorrow. Yurko's going to hit the road because he's going to Florida for the weekend, but yeah. I will be there doing a tasting. Going to see South Florida play. I know. Yeah, Temple. you will see your nephew, right? It's a big one. Yeah. He's Who are they GA. playing, Yurko? Tem- uh, Temple. Playing Temple. That's right. Temple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. John Chaney is bringing his uh, owls down. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be very that exciting. Is yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So tomorrow, 93 Octane Brewery, that's where you can come see us in St. Charles. We are looking forward to that. It's always fun when we go out there. It's been a little while since we've been out there. So we'll have a fun show. It's going to be beautiful again, it looks like. How about the weather? It's gorgeous. Right? Absolutely it's- luscious. Tracy was on with Cap and Hoodie earlier today. Uh, setting the stage for the game tonight, you're gonna. I think uh, Chase is gonna be cool. Maybe right? a little, a little, a cloud cover, but uh, kickoff temperature tonight, fifty degrees. Like, perfect. You can't beat that. That's for football weather. November. Yeah, that's football. No rain. Weather. No rain. No snow. November you're fine. 9th. You're gonna take that every time. I'm looking at the just the extended. Uh, even tomorrow, sunny and 51. Next uh, week, there's a bunch of 50s and even a 63 on I'm Wednesday. Not surprised. That's golf day. International golf days on Wednesday. Then 63. International golf day. It, it is though. Everybody will be hitting links. These uh, guys, 63. a lot of these golfers that are out here, um, uh, can't wait for that nice day on Wednesday. I bet you there'll be a slew at the club. Yeah, you're probably right. Getting out there on Wednesday, they'll probably get about 24, or 30 guys out there. Uh, hammered yeah, about 11. Yeah, you know, take the early day, take a sick day, take a mental health day, take whatever kind of day one can offer. Right, uh, whatever the job is hoping, you know, whatever the job's willing to give you, you take. I'm telling you, we Go get play some golf. This, guys. this is like the new norm. When the uh, snow comes down, there's no more golfing. We get warmer weather, like nicer weather, deeper and deeper into the fall. Yep. But our springs have been completely um, eliminated. I got eliminated. Guys, I got guys with portable heaters, right? Portable heaters. They got, um, now that you can buy uh, a cover for your golf cart. I know, I've seen those. Where it snaps into place. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, it's like it's uh, 75 degrees inside the golf cart. Oh, wow. You get out through the little zipped-up area. You slap the little white ball around. And what do you do? You jump right back into the heat of Yeah, cart. that takes, to me, that's I'm a pretty big commitment. You. Like, you really got to love golf. But, that. hey, guys do it. Guys do that. I, yeah, um, so I, I like the fact that our, our falls are nice, you know, but, boy, I wish we'd get a little bit of it It is spring. autumnal. 
It, but the spring is what sucks. What? Well, we don't get any spring anymore. I, I, I think I think what you're looking for. I, I thought we had a nice spring this year. No, we didn't. Yeah. I, as a as a youth a baseball, baseball coach, coach, it was awful. That's at nighttime. Coach. I'm talking spring no, during the day. No, but even like on so we had Sunday day games. You're, you I mean, are, it, it was brutal. I get it. You're playing those games. Brutal. Brutal. I, and they start too early because why? Travel ball. I know. So all your town yeah, ball yeah, stuff's yeah. got to happen in the misery of April, right? Yeah. The misery of April. You're so playing town ball. Why? Because your travel guys want to have your travel teams, and you want to be all over God's green earth playing a tournament every weekend. The poor kids are playing 95 games during the summer. Hey, it is the, a little ridiculous. Let the kid draw chalk on the ground and play some hopscotch. <laughs> how about some running bases where the kid actually learns how to throw the ball oh, and apply a legitimate tag? How about how to run the bases? Yeah. That, that, that would help, too. Oh, boy. I'm we we play that as kids. They Games never are no good. Anymore. Practice is fun. Yeah. Games are no good. Too many games, not enough practice. You're probably right. I'm now. telling you, Carm. So the weather will be good for uh, the kickoff of Week 10 tonight. The game, eh, I don't know. We don't know what to expect. Uh, you're going, I think, the Bears cover this one tonight. I, I got a 19-point victory. if you can't victory. beat the Panthers by a touchdown, something's wrong. I got a 19-point victory. A 19-pointer. Wow, you really got them stretching now, out. Right between the 20 and the 18. Yes, All yeah. their victories are going to be double-digit big-time wins. And tonight's that night. What's Carolina doing here? They got high on the hog last night, right? They came into the city. They went out. What no, they do? They yeah, go out. The sure players. they do. The players go out and they get dinner. Every time I traveled, really? I went and got dinner. Yeah. You when don't I have single, team meetings that night? When I was, sure you do. You got uh, a 7 o'clock uh, special teams meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Then after that, you get together 7.30 as a team. 8 o'clock, you break up in your defensive group, defense and offense. And you have a meeting. About 9.30, you have a late night snack. Yeah. Yeah, burgers and such, ice cream, whatever you need. That's not much of a late night snack. Well, that's for those guys, they're, 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 in, they're in fantastic shape. That's, that's not a problem for those guys. That's a lot of true. guys get a couple of tomatoes. They get a burger. They slice it up. Boom, boom, boom. A little something before you go to bed. Boy, that good sounds time. good. I'm not going to lie. But if they're in here probably at by 3 o'clock, flight leaves at 1. They'll get here at about 3.30. Well, Eastern time, they'll even one. They'll be here even earlier. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're doing at 4 o'clock? They're calling to find out, hey, where are we going to go? Really? Oh, yeah. They're I hitting the town up. Uh, they're painting the town red. They're not painting the town red. But they got three hours to go get some dinner, and that's what they're going to do. So you think they're high on the hog, as you like to put it. They're high on the hog. You know, we're the hog butcher to the world. That's right. We you are. know, that's what we, we are. are, Chicago. Well, we used right? to. Right? The uh, city yeah. of big shoulders, yeah. Carm. Uh, one in seven meets... Two and seven. Yeah, it's a crappy game. It's a crappy game. But it could be a competitive game until the until the Bears, uh, you know, start distancing themselves from the Carolina Panthers. If it's as crappy as we think it may be, I'm just uh, I'm going to be there for the uh, the pure entertainment of Al Michaels being miserable. I mean, you know, well that's good. And Jeff Bezos squirming in the Bezos, press box somewhere. Yeah, he complained to the league enough that they said, "All right, yeah. well, we'll satiate you a little bit. We'll placate you a little bit. I guess you know, right. we'll give you a, a flex window." But it's only weeks 13, I think, what is it, 13 through yeah. 17? And Goodell sitting next to him, slapping him on top of the head. Yeah. Going, here, Jeff. You're part of the NFL now. Here, here, Jeff. Like this for all the people on Twitch. There you go. And here, so it'll be okay, Jeff. We'll give you a little something. Just keep giving us your billions, okay? Boom, 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 boom. That's it. Like Benny Listen, Hill on top of Jackie Wright. Right. Thursday night football is a tough watch anyway, even yeah. when it's good teams, because these guys, it's just a hard thing to ask these players to do. Yeah. The quick turnaround is, is tough. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've done it before. I enjoy it. It was fun. Really? I, I, it wasn't I, hard. Any time you were playing primetime football, was it hard? How sure, many times did you? Game. How many Thursday night games did you play though, Yerk? I don't I mean, remember because it wasn't a regular thing when you played. No, it was not a regular thing. I played Thursday. I played on Thanksgiving. You played Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Got I destroyed mean, by Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I'm trying to remember if we had a Detroit Thanksgiving game, too, when I was in Green Bay. I'm trying to remember. I, I would can't imagine. Right now. Can't. No. I think the Bears played a lot against Detroit back then. You've always said, especially as you got older, once the game ended Sunday, you didn't really feel right again. Well, until... that was, yeah, that's when I got, you know, in well, my 30s. Yeah, but that, 30s, I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it's. I yeah, just think the still, quality of football has never been Carl, great because of the ass. The great thing about Monday night is all your colleagues are watching. Well, that's true. I and get that. Same thing about Thursday night. Your colleagues are all watching you. Sunday night, uh, partially, but half the guys are traveling around the country trying to get home. Right. Right? Yeah. So by the time they get home, they get to the game. The game's probably halfway over. Off. They're just looking at the results and mm-hmm. figuring it out. But now that you can watch everything on planes, they probably might be able to watch that also. They probably do. Playoffs is great, too, because all the losers... Carm are at home, mm-hmm. and now you're playing in the playoffs, getting through it all. Mm. So I think that's, that, that's a fun part also when you're in the playoffs and everybody gets to see you play in the playoffs. Uh, Bezos does get the first ever Black Friday game this year. Yes, but he even does. that is like is, stinker. is the Jets and Dolphins, but it's yeah. not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Like Bezos right. can't, I don't feel bad for him. I but mean, at but least like, you got a he good can't defense. Win. You got a good defense. Is it in Miami or New York? They're in New York. Yeah. Black Friday in New York. That's true, York. You still got the Jets D against the Dolphins. The Jets D is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's not the matchup that it would have been with Aaron Rodgers. According to all the experts, shouldn't Aaron Rodgers be back by then? He's throwing the ball on the field. Look at him go. I don't know what's going on with that. I still am. I don't uh, buy it. I don't know what's going on. I don't believe it. But yeah, like Bezos can't win here with these matchups. But that's the first ever Black Friday game that is at 2 o'clock Chicago time on Black Friday, November 24th. Yeah, that's for all the men who don't want to go shopping. Yeah, who that's even for, does that that's anymore? For you. Don't you buy it? I mean, you who know goes what? online? I go to the store and buy. What do we... What, you, listen, when you stop interacting with people, that's when this place is going to uh, go to fair. die. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? But, but wouldn't you do it on any other day but not Black Friday? I don't know. Well, I don't go shopping you, on You Black know the Friday. matinee? I want to go to I go shopping day. December 23rd. Do you know the matinee? Hell yeah. <laughs> do you know the matinee I want to go to that day? What? Is... Blackhawks and Leafs over at the UC at one. You should go. Austin Matthews, Connor Bedard. You should go. That's the matinee I want. To I go. got tickets for you. Do you? No. I was going to say, I'll take them. No, of course you will. Of course you'll take them. You know them. what it costs to get into that it's place to see a Blackhawk game? Rice. You can't even. T- I mean, I What do you think I gave them up for in 2015, Carm? They doubled. Sweet Jesus. Over the course of seven years, they doubled my tickets. <laughs> It's like, really? I, I mean, said, you know what? Uh, no, thank you. You're going to finish with 80 points if yeah. you're lucky. Like, yeah. what, what are we talking about here? I agree. If you're but lucky. I'd like to see Bedard versus Matthews. Uh, that's an original six a matinee game that I'd be interested in. Yeah. On but maybe more interested in the Dolphins. Should be I there. like watching the Dolphins. but uh, The Hawks doing a lot of losing right now. Well, they're not good. Player-only meeting. Well, they got good players who play in college Listen, hockey. you've got Korchinski looks like he's going to be good. Vlasic looks like he's going to be good. Bedard sure. will be a stud. They've got some young players to be excited about. Should we get Paulie's picks? Let's, Let's do get them. They've get been em. waiting, Paulie. People have been waiting with oh, bated yeah. breath for Paulie's picks. I don't know if they're waiting for your picks. Or they, I think everybody Welcome wants an aboard, update Pauly. on uh, the ladies' situation. Yeah. What everything's, going, every, everything's going good with that. Have you seen her? Has she come down to visit yet? Next week. Next week? All right. I don't want to hear next week again after next week, all right? Are you, are, I when, promise. When you say next week, can you give us a day? Uh, which Thurs- day? Next Thursday. She's coming next Thursday. Yeah. If, um, she, if she plays her cards right. Yeah, okay. We might have to do yeah. picks on Friday then just so we can get an update no, 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 this no, meeting. No, 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 no. We'll, I'll work it out. Don't worry. Well, what do you I'll mean you'll work it out? it out? I think Adam's right. We should push back to Friday so That's that we right. can get an update. So we'll, we'll get an update. 
That's okay. We'll Pauly, see. Well, Polly, do I'll you see. do you talk to her on a daily basis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, definitely. Uh, unless I'm working. Unless you're working, okay. Just and, texts or yeah, are these texts or are these like video? Is this like FaceTime or on the phone? How no, does no, this... no, 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 no. We do. We just uh, te- we just text each other. You text uh, each other, okay. You text. Yeah. Now, yeah. but you say you have seen pictures of her. Yes, I have. Yes, oh. and you can verify that this is indeed the the person. She's the person. She's th- she yes. says she is. Yes. Okay. Y- yes. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Okay. What makes you so certain? Just, I'm just positive of them. And, okay. uh, about you got a, it. You got all. a feeling. You got a feeling. Yeah. Okay. That was and a long pause. At, at no point has she asked for money, right? No. Okay. Don't no. send right. money, Well, that's the, I'm, I'm I'm listen, that's the key. I'm just, we're a little, you know, as long as she's not I'm asking. Dead. Okay. No, she's not. She's not. She's not I want the Bears tonight. You want the he Bears tonight? He wants the Bears well, he's, tonight. He's jumping he right moved. in. He has moved the topic. I got a few more questions, but okay. Yeah, sure Bears, my, Bears minus three. Bears well, minus what three. What else for this week, Paulie? Give me the give me Dallas. Okay. The oh, 16. you're gonna lay that number? Oh, that's a big yeah. number. All right, it's sixteen and a half. Oh my heavens. Yeah. All right, Dallas. And then I'm taking I and I want uh go, go Minnesota. You want Minnesota? I don't think that's a bad pick, actually. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota at home as a small dog against the Saints. We're going to give you two Minnesota. and a half. Minnesota. Two and a half. Well, it's plus three right now. I'll give you the full three. Okay. How's that? Yeah, we, okay. Uh, we'll that's give fine. You, that's we'll, fine. We'll give you Pauly, it all. Where uh, Where are you meeting? Uh, what's her name again, Polly? I forget. Inagata Davida. What's your name? No, Malata. Malata. And where are you meeting? Are you meeting uh, like halfway between you and New York City? Are you going to New York? No, 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 no. Coming here, she's oh, coming there. Oh, oh. Is she taking a, a train? Game. It's a home game. No, 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 no. Uh, she'll uh, she's gonna ride with somebody. She's I do gonna, know that for she's a fact. She's gonna ride with somebody. With her girlfriend? Is, is she yeah. coming to your yeah. house? Or you're meeting in like a public place? No, no. We're gonna meet. Uh, we, we meet out. Uh, meet for pizza at, our, at that Italian place called Campania. Campania. That sounds good. Wait, she's bringing like a chaperone or a what? Is, friend. I'm a little intrigued more now. She's girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh. Girlfriend. Oh, she's bringing a girlfriend. Holly, well, What's you could be in for some night kind of night. Well, I you tell you what, thank you, kid. Uh, you could be a <laughs> piece of turkey between two pieces of bread. Have there, you, <laughs> have you seen yeah. a picture of the girlfriend? Uh, I don't have that yet. You haven't I don't seen have that. that. Yet. Okay. I'm not worried shame. about that. I'm not worried about that part. Okay, who who's going to buy the pizza? Do you think? Are you going to spring? Are you going oh, I'm, Dutch? I'm I'm buying. You're buying. I'll buy. He's a gentleman yeah. shooter. Okay. He's a gentleman squire. So she's driving from uh, New York. I'm a gentleman with a wild side. I'll put it like that. <laughs> she's she, oh, Polly, my man. She's driving from Thank New York you. to Western Jersey with a girlfriend, and you guys are going out for pizza. Yes. This is fascinating. Do you have some oils uh, for the are, massage? Adam, are you sure we can't convince Danny and Keith to send one of us there to cover this? Are you sure? No, it's, it's okay. Listen, there's a, there's an outside. Okay, we need to be no, there. No, no, no. There's an outside. There's an outside chance. Uh, we might be we might be moving back to Chicago though. Oh, you might we, be moving back. We might well, be moving back. Well, what do you got, a, mom? What do you got? A mouse in your pocket? It's his mom. No, oh. no, 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 no. Me and her. What? Malata. Yeah. <laughs> You're already talking about moving in with this person? You haven't even met her. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're thinking about it. But Paulie, I mean, maybe slow down. Pump the brakes a little. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? You know, she might You got to try it. to jack it on before you buy it. Uh, we've already talked about that. So we're, 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 what we're taking... You, talk? you going... haven't met her yet. I understand. Paulie, just do us a favor. You got to slow down. You got to slow down. I thought you meant you were moving back with your mom. I didn't know you were thinking about moving no. in with this person. Well, you don't know what her ulterior... Be... Just, Paulie, get to know her a little, not just over I text. Understand. 
you know, it might, she might have an ulterior motive. She might be after the Pauly Cheesecake Empire. No, no, you don't no, know. no, 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 cheesecake not. Empire. She's, not. No. she's, she's after the recipes. You no, gotta be she's careful not. with these girls. I understand. I understand, but right, she's not. Be, be careful. All right, Let, I'm, uh, please. Let's let's figure out how to do this uh, next Friday so Paulie, that we can get a full are, update on the date. Are you bringing a cheesecake to the dinner? No, no, not. But well, I'm going to make one for her eventually. Uh, and by the way, I wish I was with you tomorrow in St. Charles. We always wish you were here, Polly. We miss you. Be, l- yeah. Let us know how this goes next week. Yeah, and, uh, no kidding. You're not bringing I, cheesecake, listen, but I bet you she's bringing pie. I'll, I'll, maybe we can be on together next week. We'll see. Oh, all right. We'll do that. Okay, we'll try yeah. to coordinate that. All right, Polly. See you, buddy. He's already talking about moving in with this person. I Come hope on. she's this not bringing no a cannoli. This is crazy. Hi, Polly. <laughs> What's the uh, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the uh, the, the I, movie with uh, George Clooney and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones where he's the attorney with the ironclad prenup? What is it called? Intolerable cruelty. I can't remember the character name though. Yeah, remember, it's called either. the something prenup. I, I just I just feel like I this is he signs that prenup. I feel like this is going to be like Napoleon Dynamite, where Polly shows up to the bus stop. <laughs> And she gets off the bus. I don't know, dude. I want to be there. Can't we? Come on. We know. Like, can't. Our, our whole, our entire, I'm like the top of our organization's infrastructure here, Craig Carmazin, Steve Politziner, Keith Williams, they're all from Jersey. Right. They got to have somebody's house we can borrow. They got to like, know. If, if I drive to Jersey <laughs> like on Monday, Airbnb. I swear to God, like, please, dude, can I stay with Keith's mom and just like, so that we're close by and yeah. we can, like, we need a correspondent to cover this pizza dinner. Now she's bringing a friend. Oh, what a bonus for Paul. McKnight at the Movies is coming up next. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. McKnight at the movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko. Only on ESPN Chicago. love McKnight at the Movies. Always fun on Thursdays. I uh, sure hope we're still doing McKnight at the Movies next year when Connor's doing White Sox play-by-play on television. That was uh, news today. Jason Benetti going to the Detroit. Tigers. We wish Jason the best. Detroit. He's uh, yeah. he's quite excellent at play-by-play, whether he's doing national, college basketball, football, baseball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I, I don't know all the ins and outs or what really happened. It's a, the specifics. A little bit surprising when, like, a born and bred kid who loved the White Sox growing up leaves with still a year left on his deal. But Went to home with Flossmore. Who knows? Yeah. We wish Jason the best. Uh, Southside hey, I'm kid. I'm pulling for Connor. You know, yeah. I mean, he's Connor filled in for, like, 45 games across radio and television last year. He's very. I've said this before. He's very good. I'm thinking about throwing my hat in the ring. Good luck to you. Yeah. Oh, I think I got a shot. You think so? I, I'm entertaining. That's true. Yurko yeah. signs a contract. He only has to do the first three innings. <laughs> That's good. They, they do the that Pat anyway. Deal, don't don't they? Yeah. I think Pat's got that deal. Gets to have lunch I think yeah, Pat afterwards. does like five innings and right. that's it. Um, I think Connor's very good. And I said at one point over the summer, I was like, he, he's not long for White Sox pre and post here with us. Yeah. Because he's going to be doing play-by-play for a team. So now Somewhere in the near now, future. you know, you've got uh, something that's opened up because Jason's leaving to go do the Tigers. There's an opening. So I, I, I'm hoping Connor gets it. Good luck. Um, you still got to do McKnight at the movies. I hope so. We're going to try to convince him of that. But it might be a little bit more difficult when he's big time next year if he's doing Sox play-by-play on TV. We'll see. But as of now, we still have Connor. 
and for the foreseeable future, every Thursday to do McKnight at the Movies. I wonder if there's a football or, like, Carolina theme here. Well, movie from Carol, Cape Fear. Yeah. Right? Was right. it that in the Carolinas? I think it was in the Carolinas, Yerk. I think you're absolutely thinking, right I don't know that. necessarily. Well, Max Cady yeah. action. Max Cady. Uh, Adam, what does the winner get today? A prize pack, Adam? Is that An right? ESPN Chicago prize pack. Gotta love those prize packs. Yeah. Uh, you know, really, the the real winner, I mean, the real win. It's society. The fans. <clears throat> the real win is you get to walk around calling yourself a champion of McNabb. That's right. That's the real win, let's face it, so. We'll play along with you. We don't know we, the movie. We might have to get selects. the leg lamp. We might have to get the leg lamp. We back. might. We might. First correct caller is going to win three one two three three two three seven seven six. Here we go. McKnight of the movies, part one. Our scene opens in a room crowded with skinny ties, horned rim glasses, and buzz cuts. This group is in the middle of a debate. Life and death. The mission at hand, at least this one on the ground, is about saving lives. With I got math. It. There's one man leading this group. He's given it. the floor to a younger guy, however, with a pressing concern. As he describes the issue, he's winning over his peers and his boss with facts and reason. What a concept. This whole team has to make a drastic shift in strategy, a change so serious that it may not even be possible. Doubters in the group begin to guffaw, but are quieted by the chief. I think I got it, but it almost seems too easy, but, and I can't think of what the tie-in would be. Let's see. Okay. That's what I think. Do the Twitchers have it, Chris? Twitchers have it. I told Abdallah when we started, when I put this in, that I thought you would get this immediately. Uh, yeah, I think I've got it. Let's, let's find out about our actors. A bit on our actors. In a testament to this movie's quality, the main four guys aren't even in this scene. The boss here is played by a four-time Oscar nom. His first was for this role. There's a lot of that guys in the room. The director's brother, of course, Eddie Martell, the ponytail from The Fugitive, the nerd in High Fidelity, and Jimmy Olsen. You know the big actors, though. We're talking Jimmy Dugan, Morgan Earp, yeah. Captain Jack Ross, and I Lieutenant Dan. I got it. All yeah. right. Excellent. You got it. Got, you got that one Carmen. quick. Good, good one. Yeah. The last right few weeks, it took me that. to the third clue. This time, I almost tied the twitchers, it looks like. Here's part three. Back to our scene. They've reached a solution, but it only brings more problems. That's the nature of this movie. Great endeavor risks great failure. But in this case, just getting home safe is perhaps the agency's finest hour. This leader with vest and blonde flat top is calm and collected in the face of disaster. He's as big a player in this as Lovell, Hayes, and Swigert themselves. Although hanging in Houston for this debacle doesn't carry the same risk. It's an excellent, excellent picture worth every rewatch. Sure, it lost a Braveheart for best picture, but this was at least historically accurate. Braveheart only got the kilts right. <laughs> I love when we take shots at the, the movie's... Or, or, you know, like the, 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 the times when the Academy makes uh, huge mistakes, too. Very good. Uh, this is not a, a quite uh, excellent movie, actually. I like it very much. Our winner is, let's see, John in Cedar Lake. John, what's that movie? Apollo 13. That is exactly right. It is Apollo 13. Nicely done, John. Sit tight. We'll get you that prize pack. What's the tie-in? I'm trying to, I'm like... There is none. There is none. He just wanted he just, to do He's team. trying to find a way to work in the movie. Uh, he's always wanted to do the movie, okay. and he finally uh, found a good scene and everything to do it. I guess he could say uh, it's in honor of Josh Dobbs in the comeback last week, and did you see NASA celebrated that? Because Josh Dobbs has a, I believe he's got like an aeronautical engineering degree or oh, something, doesn't wonderful. he? Yeah, Josh Dobbs him. is like a smart dude. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, instead, like, Connor Must. sends the wrong audition tape? 
and it's <laughs> he sends a bunch of McKnight at the movies. Yeah. He sends like, Brooks Boyer like, a bit on like, our actors. Hey, a bit on our actors. Our funny. scene opens on a ballpark. That would be pretty good. Uh, here's the reveal for this week's movie, Apollo 13. So you're telling me you can only give our guys 45 hours? That brings them to about there. It's unacceptable. Gentlemen, that's not acceptable. Whoa, whoa, guys. Power is everything. Power is everything. Without it, they don't talk to us. They don't correct their trajectory. They don't turn the heat shield around. We got to turn everything off. Now. They're not going to make it to re-entry. What do you mean everything? With everything on, the LEM draws 60 amps. At that rate, in 16 hours, the batteries are dead. Not 45. And so is the crew. We got to get them down to 12 amps. How many? You can't run a vacuum cleaner on 12 amps, John. You have to turn off the radars, cabin heater, instrument displays, the guidance computer, the whole smack. Whoa, guidance computer? What if they need to do another burn? Gene, they won't even know which way they're pointed. The more time we talk down here, the more juice they waste up there. I've been looking at the data for the past hour. That's the deal? That's the deal. Okay, John. The minute we finish the burn, we'll power down the limb. All right. Now, in the meantime... We're going to have a frozen command module up there. In a couple days, we're going to have to power it up, use nothing but the re-entry batteries. We've been tried before. Hell, we've never even simulated it before, Gene. Well, we're going to have to figure it out. I want people in our simulators working re-entry scenarios. I want you guys to find every engineer who designed every switch, every circuit, every transistor, and every light bulb that's up there. Then I want you to talk to the guy in the assembly line who actually built the thing. Find out how to squeeze every amp out of both of these goddamn machines. I want this mark all the way back to Earth with time to spare. We never lost an American in space. We're sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch. Failure is not an option. Great scene. Ed Harris is awesome. Yep. Great scene, great movie. Well done. Uh, By Connor with Apollo 13. I was thinking of something while that was going on, and I can't remember what it was now. I don't know. I wanted to tell you something. Something about Tom Hanks? I don't remember. No. Something about Gary Sinise? No, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> Gary Sinise is another good actor. How about Kevin Bacon? <laughs> it's a bunch of good actors in that movie. He took, uh, he took Gary really Sinise's place he in that did. one, right? He most certainly did. Yeah. yeah. Houston. We've Ron Howard then uh, was the guy and his brother was in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Uh, all right, coming up, our favorite part, man, of Thursdays, right? It's Todd Furman. Let's get the very latest on what's happening in Week 10. We'll preview Bears and Panthers a little. Todd Furman live in Vegas coming up next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. All right, let's get into it. Week 10 starts tonight here at Soldier. Bears about a three, three and a half point favorite against the Panthers. Total in the game of 38 and a half. We got some good action to cover this week, both college and pro. And let's do it with one of the best in the business. He's our guest every Thursday at this time on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. You follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman. Make sure you check out his podcast with Payne Insider, the Bet the Board pod, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Todd. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, gentlemen, and a massive game tonight from Soldier Field with major implications on the future of the franchise, no doubt. How about it? Uh, I mean, it is important, I guess, for the Bears to get a win to secure maybe uh, that worst record at the end of the day for the Carolina Panthers. They'll have some competition for that. I don't think this is what uh, Amazon and the league envisioned when they thought, well, I know it's a good idea in Week 10. Bears and Panthers, I probably could have consulted with them. I wish they would have checked with me, but they don't. 
Uh, you know, I, I, I betting the Bears, look, we've talked about this. Uh, you've Since 2019, they got the worst ATS record in the league. You pretty much have burned money. Betting them as a favorite is never too smart. But, boy, oh, boy, if you can't beat this Carolina team without Burns, without Henderson, uh, with all the problems they have offensively, if you can't beat them at home on a short week with or without a backup quarterback by a touchdown, something's wrong with you, Todd. Uh, what's the market look like this week for Bears and Panthers? It's been interesting to watch this thing move amid speculation early that Justin Fields could potentially return. You saw the Bears drift out to as much as a four-point favorite in this game once Fields was officially ruled out, I guess if we want to call it that, given that ridiculous press conference from Matt Eberflus. Number came trending back towards a field goal. You started to see some soft threes earlier today, and that's when people went, nah, that's gone too far. And we're now sitting in that 3 minus 23 and a half range. The total's taken one-way traffic once Field was ruled out, 40 down to 38, and I don't see that really moving much. But you mentioned it, Carm. I mean, this sets up perfectly for the Bears, knowing that Carolina doesn't have much that scares you in the vertical passing game. The strength of this Bears defense all year has been against the run, and this should be an area where they can sell out, they can minimize the effectiveness of Bryce Young, and without some of those key defensive contributors for Carolina, that the Bears should have some success both throwing and running the football but again, you're not going to make money in this business laying points with bad offenses, mm. and that's what will keep me on the sidelines most likely. But I am much closer to backing the Bears here in some capacity than I would be towards backing Carolina as an underdog, as jaded as I was having a Carolina ticket last week, knowing they were the better uh, team against Indianapolis, just done in by multiple pick sixes. I, I also had a Carolina ticket. It was one of my best plays on Odds Couple, yeah. and that one did that's not a bad uh, ticket. That one did not come to fruition. Uh, speaking <laughs> one more thing on this game, and I, I don't play a ton of individual player props. Um, and this one, I wouldn't even say this is like deep dive analytic. It just seemed like a good spot for DJ Moore. Last we saw him on a Thursday night game, he was torching the commanders. I think this could potentially be another defense that he takes advantage of. He's got the whole angle against his former team. Late $1.10 over 55 and a half. Anything at any point you guys considered? Is that a good play? Um, again, I know it's not a deep analytic play. It's more just it seems like it might be a good spot for DJ Moore tonight. You know, much more favorable matchup here uh, against the Carolina secondary that really lacks a true lockdown corner. Last weekend, you had figured that he was going to have some issues knowing that him and Marshawn Lattimore have a history from his time in Carolina. So there's no doubt uh, he would be schemed up in this spot. You just wonder if the deep ball is in the Bears' arsenal in this particular game or if it's going to have to be more methodical to try and get DJ over that number. From the prop side, one of the sharpest things I have seen in this game is actually Miles Sanders receiving yards over the total. When you talk about Carolina and some of the limited weapons that they have on the offensive side, uh, betters believe that Miles could have a big day as a receiver. Uh, and I've seen some money come in on Chubba Hubbard's longest rushing attempt under 12 and a half yards as well, given how stout the Bears have been in the trenches. All right, sounds good. Uh, how about some of the other action around the NFL in Week 10? Texans-Bengals is interesting. I mean, it sure looks like Burrow and the Bengals offense is kind of getting back on track. Uh, I mean, he's looked sharp. He's uh, one of the top two or three quarterbacks since week five in most of the advanced metrics. What can you say about C.J. Stroud? A tougher test, I think, when you got to go on the road and try to go blow to blow now with a guy like Joe Burrow. That uh, Texans defense, for all the rave that we give D'Amico Ryans, hasn't been particularly good. But uh, Bengals land seven. Uh, what do we think about the Texans' ability to maybe keep this one close going on the road after an impressive win last week? Some 
some big questions about the availability of Cincinnati's horses on the offensive side of the ball. Jamar Chase missed practice yesterday, was out there going through the stretching portion today with the team. T. Higgins, uh, not available yesterday and will not practice today. So those are two key cogs that if the Bengals don't have in the mix, you'll see this number come off of that key number of seven and continue to trend in Houston's general direction. Always a little bit interesting to see if Cincinnati can run back the same level of intensity and energy that we've seen in back-to-back weeks in the dominating performance on the road against the 49ers where they went outright and pretty much controlled the game on Sunday Night Football box-to-wire against the Bills, knowing they have a short week and a pivotal divisional matchup against the Ravens. So if anybody is nicked up, you have to imagine the Bengals' coaching staff may err on the side of caution. Houston, I think, is a little bit of a live underdog. The one concern I have, though, is with this Houston defense, they play a ton of zone coverage, and Joe Burrow in the past, if he has his full complement of weapons, has been able to carve that up. But at seven, strong lean towards Houston, uh, and I think you'll have to kind of get ahead of that injury news because if either of those players get ruled out, you'll see six and a half and six, more or less, as the prevailing price. The New Orleans Saints were unimpressive victors against the Chicago Bears last week. They go up to play the Minnesota Vikings. It's a step-up in defense. QB Carr uh, has a tendency to fold when he's under pressure, and Minnesota can bring the pressure. What do you like in this one? You mentioned last week's game, Yurka, and it's rare a team can't cover as a seven and a half, eight point favorite when they win the turnover battle by the decided margin that the Saints did. Of course, they get stopped on that fourth and 16, miss a field goal, so that cover could have gone either way. Uh, but New Orleans offensively, no doubt, leaves a lot to be desired. And against a Minnesota team that's going to bring pressure from all angles, you wonder how Derek Carr will perform under duress. Meanwhile, the Saints, the strength of their defense has been their secondary all season, so you think Minnesota would probably have to establish the ground game as inefficient as that's been, knowing that one of the members of their backfield lost for the year in Cam Akers. can tell you you've seen a little bit of an appetite, though, from pro bettors betting the Saints here, looking to try and go against Josh Dobbs uh, with the book being out there. The two and a halfs have kind of turned into threes. If I'm getting involved here, it's more the under. I think both these defenses can have some success against their offensive counterparts. We're talking to Todd Furman live in Vegas from the Bet the Board podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. It's Carmen and Yurk on ESPN Chicago. 49ers-Jags seems like it could be a good one. Both teams coming off the bye. Niners just 2-4 and four ATS uh, off the bye under Shanny. Now they got to make a cross-country trip and lay a field goal. Uh, one team's lost three in a row. The other's won five in a row. The Jags defense, is it for real? And uh, I'll ask you one more thing about this game if you can give us the latest on what you guys are hearing. All of a sudden, it sounds like Trent Williams' foot injury might be more serious than they originally thought. You know, what did uh, the 49ers do with this bye week to try to fix some of the problems that ail them here? It definitely appears to be a bigger issue than the 49ers want to let on before. We thought that Trent Williams would immediately return to practice and be, you know, good to go for this game with uh, extra time to prepare. But the reality of it is that he's not trending in the right direction. So he very much a game-time decision. And if they don't have his services along that offensive line, we've seen the 49ers extremely thin in that position group. And when you look at a matchup there that the Jags can exploit, Colt McKivitz has really struggled in pass protection, and he'll have to contend with Josh Allen coming off of that edge. The one area where the 49ers will be healthier will be on the offensive side um, in terms of getting Debo Samuel back and having all of their weapons definitely help against the Jaguars team that has been vulnerable to the pass but has actually been pretty good against the run this year. Meanwhile, on the other side, let's see exactly what the pairing of former Ohio State teammates look like in Chase Young and Nick Bosa opposite one another. This game has been an absolute battle in the betting market, though. Numbers started to trend towards two and a half. 
uh, and that's where you started to see some 49ers money surface. If the number got to 3.5, I think you'll see an appetite for the underdog. So mm-hmm. a game that I think will be great to watch amid a otherwise pretty uh, uninspiring slate, uh, but unfortunately don't have much in the way of compelling betting angles to try and get some of the listeners to the window here. How about one of the uh, bigger Big Ten, the, the biggest Big Ten game of the weekend, one of the bigger college games on the board, Michigan and Penn State. I mean, uh, last year in Ann Arbor, Penn State took a, a brief third quarter lead on Michigan, and then over the final 20, 25 minutes or so just got absolutely trucked by the Wolverines. Uh, I, I, any analytic data that we should know? And, and then also, like, at what point does the Harbaugh stuff maybe become a little bit of a distraction for Michigan here? I don't think it becomes a distraction uh, at any time in the immediate future unless they really start to crank things up a little bit. You know, football becomes a sanctuary for a lot of players that are still going out there trying to win themselves a national championship when you look at how daunting Michigan's schedule will be next year. I think this game, more than any that we'll see in the college football slate, has questions that need to be answered. And when you look at Michigan, you can make the case that they've gone through nine glorified exhibition games so far. You try and find the marquee victory on their resume. Is it Rutgers? Is it UNLV? This will be a step up in class at Beaver Stadium. But to Michigan's credit, they've done what you should do if you're a dominant team against inferior opposition. It's go out there, win comfortably, and do so by margin. They've won all of their games by 24-plus points. They have yet to defend a play inside their own 10-yard line all season. We'll see if the Nittany Lions can kind of break that string. And the six touchdowns the defense has surrendered this year have been on big plays. Penn State offensively hasn't been able to run the football, even against some of the bottom feeders in the Big Ten. Catron Allen, Nicholas Singleton, underwhelming to say the least because the offensive line hasn't protected. But Drew Lard got going last week against Maryland. Let's see if he can carry some of that momentum forward because the home road splits for Penn State this year have been pretty pronounced. I believe in this Michigan defense. I have some legitimate questions, though, about this team offensively. And I think what gets lost in some of Michigan's gaudy score lines is the fact that this group hasn't run the football nearly as well as what they did last year. They ranked 51st in the country, only at 167 rushing yards per game and 47th in yards per carry. This game may fall on J.J. McCarthy more than anybody else. And if he's a legitimate Heisman contender, uh, we'll see it in spades. Fun game to watch. Can see making a case for the under, uh, but I'm not running to bet aside here because I make Michigan a more substantial favorite, but the lack of uh, a stepping up in class keeps me on the sidelines here despite making Michigan a six-and-a-half point yeah, chalk. Excellent point. I believe this will be just the third game outside of the state of Michigan that uh, the Wolverines play all season uh, in the first in uh, quite, uh, quite some weeks. So, All right, what uh, best plays would you like to give out before we let you go? Yeah, one last thing there. It's the first time that I have Michigan playing a team inside my top 45 going all the way back to last year's college football playoff semifinal game against TCU. So it has been a while since Michigan has stepped up in class. Uh, When we talk about stepping up in class, I'm not sure any of these games will have people brimming with confidence or glued to the edge of their seat to watch, but not going to stop us from betting. Uh, Last week we caught the raw end of the deal with Boise State plus the points against Fresno. We're going to go right back and fade Fresno this week with San Jose State at a pick I think they're two teams trending in opposite directions here. San Jose State off of the bye. Fresno having played two games where they had to take it to the wire to beat UNLV, beat Boise last week. And if it wasn't for the kick return at the end of the first half, we probably fare much better or even get a push if Fresno doesn't get outside the number late. Uh, we'll look in Columbia, Missouri, where Tennessee goes on the road as a short favorite. We'll lay the one, one and a half with Tennessee. If you can find a cheap money line, that's probably my preferred path 
to attack this game. I don't expect Luther Burden to be out there in full capacity for Missouri. He's been in a non-contact practice jersey this week in practice, and he is the single biggest difference maker on either of those two teams. If he's not out there, Missouri's offense will look a lot different, and I think they emptied the tank last week against Georgia. And the biggest ugly duckling of them all, guys, uh, we're going to take the Naval Academy, plus the two and a half against UAB, one of the longest ATS losing streaks in the country at five games. But you look at UAB, they can't stop the run at all. You have a former high school coach serving as the defensive coordinator for UAB that has never had to prepare for the option offense. Mm. Short week of sorts. Uh, I think Navy finds a way to get right in this spot. It's a game that we'll know in the opening drives because UAB's offense is extremely explosive. But I think the ground and pound of Navy, too much for UAB. So we'll take the midshipman plus the two and a half. That's a great angle. Let me ask you one thing about the Tennessee play. When you say somewhat of a cheap money line is your preferred option on that game, out to, what, $1.25, something like that, what would be the cutoff on that, Todd? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of twenty out there, so that would probably be my cutoff. If you have a chance to lay one, uh, maybe a better option than laying $1.25 on the money line. But I expect if Burden's status gets downgraded, you know, this is a number that's going to trend more in that two-and-a-half range. I know a lot of the math guys will say, why lay a money line with a total this high? Look, you see a lot of unique wrinkles in college football these days and the way teams go about it. Uh, and from a mathematics standpoint, I actually have it cheaper to lay a dollar twenty than I do laying a dollar. Uh, excuse me, than I do laying one and a half. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk next Friday. Or next Always Thursday, a pleasure, gentlemen. Thursday. Best of luck with your picks this See weekend, you, buddy. I don't know why I said Friday. There's Todd Furman, uh, the Bet the Board podcast at Todd Furman on Twitter. Give you our final thoughts coming up for Bears Panthers tonight. Waddle and Sylvia Cross talk with us at two. They're live at Soldier, getting ready for the Week Ten kickoff. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. What do you think of when you hear this? Quick, just go off the top of your head. Miami Vice. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what I think. Really? I don't think it was Miami You said Vice. off the top of your head. Swingers. Yeah. Always swingers. I haven't watched swingers that close enough. No. Saw it a long time ago and... I don't then, think. I, I don't, then you go back and you ask yourself, did you know? But a lot of criticism goes over for our guy, who Chicagoan, uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, yeah. Did any of his roles ever change from that one? Right. Remember at the end of it, where you're saying all his roles were the same. Did they never really change from that role right there? Maybe not. True Detective. I still, yeah, True Detective. They I tried. still like Vince Vaughn. They tried. I always, I've always, him. and you've always liked I've him too. I've always liked. I thought he's always been funny. I mean, but, I mean, if you're gonna give him that criticism at the end of his career, mm-hmm. go to his first role in Swingers, and then tell me what's different. I don't know, man. He was awfully good in a lot of that string of comedies. I, maybe it was all the same, but he sure knew how to make you laugh yeah. in his prime. I well, mean, he was, he was awfully good. He was funny. You know, he was. I love Swingers. Wedding I, Crashers. I think it's is great. His, it's yeah. probably his magnum opus, yes, right? Yes, probably yes. when he was at his best. Fantastic. I love him in the breakup. I think he's hilarious in the breakup. The one with Jennifer yeah, Aniston. Yeah, right here in Chicago. And he's hilarious. Yeah, in that you movie. didn't like him in Couples Retreat, though. I don't love Couples Retreat. That's true. I didn't love that movie. That's a good point. At that point, you you had grown tired of maybe him. Maybe a little. Yes, you did. Maybe a little. Now, you say his Magnus Opus was the, uh, Magnum Opus was that one. I, I thought it was. Uh, what do you think? Old school. Old school? Old school. Yeah, it's one of the two. Because he's it? kind of a bit player in old school. Yeah. He wasn't the main. Right. Right? The main was Luke Wilson, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah. He's good in that. Yeah, he but really he was is. a big... Him, Farrell, and Ari 
were uh, big yeah. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. They were the, the you know. They the, were sort of like the backdrop. Luke kinda. Wilson was number one, and those three were the backdrop yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was the antagonist. Yeah. The other two were kind of like, you know. Yeah. Behind the scenes, tweaking him. Yeah, yeah good no, stuff. I like Vince Vaughn. Yeah, but because of the criticism late in his career, I offered up, okay, there's the first movie. What's different? Yeah, I, I, I love yeah, You love Swingers. Oh, my God, yeah. I love it. I, I'd be, and I haven't watched it in a while. Probably do for a good Oh, uh, give it another check. Spin. Check yeah. in on Swingers. It's been a long time. It'll be it's the crazy guy. to think how old that movie is yeah. now. All right, final thoughts. We both think the Bears win and cover tonight. I, I think the Bears win this game tonight, twenty-three to fourteen. I, I, they win by nineteen. Oh, whatever, you're going big. Whatever. All right, yeah, thirty-one to twelve. Okay, thirty-one to Is twelve. That nineteen, thirty-one. To 12. Uh, that would be nineteen exactly, wouldn't yeah. it, Yerk? Yeah, thirty-one to twelve. All right, Yerko's got a big winner. Uh, I think they win tonight. We'll see. We'll be breaking it down tomorrow, and you can come hang with us. We're going to be at 93 Octane Brewery. That's uh, with the Pride Stores out in St. Charles. We got a new Remus pick with them. Remus Bourbon, uh, delicious stuff. From the MGP family, the Master Distiller will be there. And after the show, around 2.30, after we cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie, I'm going to stick around and uh, we'll do a little Q&A with the Master Distiller and do a tasting. So that'll be fun. You can come by for that. Um, this will be just, you know, free to join. Come hang with us. Jerko won't stay. He's heading to Florida for the weekend to visit his nephew, and he's going to the South Florida game. So he's going to bolt after the show. But I will stick around for a little bit. So come see us uh, on Route 38, just west of downtown Geneva, but technically it's in St. Charles. We'll be at 93 Octane tomorrow. Wrapping the week, talking Bears, Panthers, and getting you set for the rest of the action in Week 10. When we come back, we will cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie, pick their brain a little bit on this game tonight uh, as they are live over at Soldier Field, getting ready for all of our pregame coverage and our game coverage here on your home for the Bears. We're back in two minutes. Keith from Evergreen Park has the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. As soon as the clock goes zero, 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 zero on that final game, Uber Flute needs to be in my Uber heading to O'Hare.